Today, we're talking Fast and Furious, but not no Vin Diesel action movie. We're talking ATF and guns. Operation Fast and Furious was part of a bigger known operation known as Project Gunrunner. The main focus and original mission of Project Gunrunner was to stop straw purchasers and unlicensed dealers from buying guns legally and then taking them over the border to then be put into the black market. Now, the ATF later on determines that the Mexican cartel had become the leading gun trafficking organization in the southwest area of the U.S., so they're, they're bigger than just drug dealers at this point, right? Right. So they're, they decided to switch focus when they were doing uh, Operation Fast and Furious by wanting to work with other agencies, domestic and internationally, so that they could expand on E-Trace. Now, E-Trace is a firearm tracing software system that's used by law enforcement agencies to try and track firearms when they're used on, in crimes. Right? And so it's kind of a monitoring system for them. But instead of stopping these buyers from basically gun walking these guns over the border and into uh, cartel members' hands, they decided to let them free and do what they were going to do in an attempt to try and catch the bigger fish, right? Which was the cartel. Now, there's, there's errors in this logic, in this way of thinking. The first flaw in their system was that they never kept eyes on these straw purchasers, right? So they just, they let them buy the guns and leave. They didn't have any other way of tracking these guns. And on top of that, they didn't let their counterpart agencies on the other side of the border know what they were doing. So the second that these guns were out of sight, they were out of mind and they've lost sight of them. That doesn't seem smart. Not at all. Now, John Dodson was a member of the ATF who worked in Arizona during the time of Operation Fast and Furious. He's the first whistleblower to come out and start talking about some of the operation and what they were doing. And the reason why he decided to come out was because on a December of 2010, there was a Border Patrol agent in Arizona by the name of Brian Terry that was murdered at the border by two immigrants and when Dodson realized that the weapons that were used to kill Terry were part of Operation Fast and Furious and that the ATF tried to sweep it under the rug and tried to like demolish all links from those guns to their operation because it started costing U.S. lives. Um, some of those guns were also used to kill uh, government agents on the Mexico side of the border as well. Yeah. So when he found that out, that's when he was like, yeah, it's, it's time to start opening up about this. There were other similar operations that were done during this time. Uh, one of them was called too hot to handle. There was another one called wide receiver. And then another one that was called Castaway. In 2012, 
the House of Representatives held Attorney General Eric Holder in contempt of Congress for withholding documents that related to Fast and Furious. When that happened, Barack Obama used his uh, executive privilege for the one and only time in his entire presidency to block Congress from getting those documents. Congress would then go on to uh, to challenge that in court, and they won, and they ended up getting 80,000 documents released mm-hmm. from, that, from those operations. This is still an investigation that's ongoing today. They still have not concluded this. Wow. So from, you know, 20, from t- dating back all the way from like 2005 to now, basically, when all these operations were running, it's still ongoing. Uh, during Operation Fast and Furious alone, they allowed 2,000 or more firearms to basically disappear without any way of tracing them. They've recovered some since in crimes, like off of murders and shit like that. Um. And all these guns basically walked into the hands of the Sinaloa cartel. And now here's the kicker too. Vicente Vicente Zambada is one of the high ranking members in the Sinaloa cartel. Yeah. And he actually stated in court that most of the uh, guns and financing that they had was from U.S. governments. Wow. It was in, a, in an attempt to undermine the other cartels. So basically it was so pretty like. Pretty much the government funds them because they're the lesser of the two evils in a sense. Maybe they saw them as the most powerful cartel. And they were like, if we back the biggest one, get rid of the little ones, then we at least only have one to deal with. I don't know. Wow. But he said that this was uh, ongoing from uh, 2004 to 2009. Which is during some a lot of the years of some of these operations that the ATF was holding. What did what did that Sinaloa member get arrested for? Um, uh, that I didn't look into. I think he was arrested with the uh, the son of like the head of the Sinaloa cartel. Um, but yeah, that's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, uh, and it's very unfortunate that. You know, the U.S. government, they had their heart in the right place, but, I mean, they fumbled the, they fumbled the play. So it's bad all the way around. I just don't see how in any point they would think just allowing those guns to disappear, basically. Did they think that they would be able to track them or trace them or do anything? Exactly. And everybody knows from every fucking movie you've seen where there's any type of tracking, you follow the merchandise. Or the product. You follow it. You monitor it. You have people on it night and day. See where it goes. And the fact that they didn't even share the intelligence with the other side of the border. That doesn't even make sense. Right. You know. But again, fucking ATF, right? Honestly, I think it was just them trying to make money. I mean, call call it a conspiracy theory or whatnot. But I think by allowing the guns to get to the cartel. There were payoffs happening, and that's why a lot of this started getting swept out of the rug. Which, by the way, that Dodson guy is still part of the ATF. Wow. He still, he still has his job. Even huh? though all this is still going on, but he did say that uh, his work keeps getting relegated. He keeps getting moved around, um, and he has f- dealt with like retaliation and backlash for coming out about this. Well, 
But he has stuck to his story ever since 2010 when he came out to it till now. Okay. So his story has been consistent. I mean, there's got to be some truth to that. So what part did he play in the, in the whole story? He was part of a boots on the ground in Arizona watching some of this happen and then being told by superiors, let him go. Let it happen. Oh, wow. So he like saw the transaction and was, I guess, you know, could have followed the guns. Yeah. And they're like, no, just and they were like, no, 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 no. Let him go. So, yeah. yeah. And then to, to, to hear that, you know, a border patrol agent gets, you know, mowed down by one of the guns. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't sit well with me either. So there was a border patrol agent. There was a government officials, I think cousin that got killed on camera in Mexico. Um, there was two government helicopters in Mexico that got taken out. Uh, there's been other shootings as well. There's been some shootings linked in uh, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and I can't remember what else. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is how many uh, um, crimes were committed on our soil with those guns? That they were able to trace the guns with. There, there was a couple in each of those states, and there was one more state, I believe. In New Mexico. So about five, six incidents. More that there's probably more than that. Yeah. I, but, I I remember looking at the uh the gun chart where it was showing it, but yeah. It's all the more reason like I was stating in our last episode, uh fuck the ATF. Yeah, because sorry, I, mean, I don't I don't want to make it seem like we just keep ragging on the ATF, but yeah, there's well, no, nah, but that that's clearly some straight bullshit, you know. And I mean it's called a spade a spade, like I always say. You guys fucked up. You just fucked up. And then you tried to sweep it under the rug after somebody's son, you know, father, brother was fucking gunned down. No, it's fucked up. You got to own it now, you know, and kudos to the guy for being the whistleblower. I mean, even more power That's to a him hero, for, man. for sticking by his story this yeah. entire time. Cause, That's a hero. Because if he folds up shop and decides, all right, I'm done, I'm tired of all this shit, mm-hmm. then what do they got? And he's still, he's still working there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Well, they probably got him as like a could, box boy in a janitor's office. Right, right, filing right. Filing paperwork right. all day. Yeah. They're like, we don't even want to see your fucking ass. I can just imagine <laughs> how everyone's all just chatty patty. And then he walks in the door. Everybody's quiet. Like, you know, don't, don't say nothing like, around this dude. Snitch is here. Yeah, don't say shit around him. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, but at the end of the day, that we need more people like him. We need more people like him to hold these other people who are the hierarchies and people, people in power uh, accountable for the things that they do and the, the, the choices that they make, because at the end of the day, they would hold us accountable for the choices we make. Right. You know, and their job is to do things that will benefit us and keep us safe and protect us. And those people who decided that this fast and furious operation was the best idea, they, they fucked up. They didn't do it right. There's no way you sell 2,000 guns. That's a lot of guns, bro. Yeah. 2,000? You don't even follow it? And they didn't even trace it. That's a lot. Yeah. And I'm not saying that if they had followed it, none of the guns would have just got distributed out and they would have lost track because 2,000 is a lot of guns. But at least they would have been able to keep an eye on the bulk of stuff. Well, And a, and a lot of these guns were like AK-47s. There was like, I think there was the recorded uh, three Barrett 50 caliber rifles that are in the hands of cartels now. You're providing them sniper rifles. And that goes into what I said. I believe I said it in the last episode. Like, 
sometimes these criminals get these guns via law enforcement. You know, and it's just fucked up. It's a shitty situation. Yeah. You know, because it's almost like they caused the problem. Then with the problem that they caused, they try to use that to regulate us. <laughs> you know, right. it's when like, but, but, but you caused this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, nah, that ain't cool. Not at all. And uh, I'm surprised that it's taken this long for, I guess you could say, justice to be served. There's still, it's still an ongoing investigation. Yeah. Like, but that's a lot of documents, too. It's, how many papers you said? There was like 80,000 papers released that, that back then. That was 2012. 80,000 so documents. That's a lot. That's a lot. But by now, they should have gone through that. It's, it's 2010. That was 2012 yeah. when that happened. Like, come a, on. And it was a two-year operation? Yeah. No, it was the operation started in 2005. Oh, the gun runner. Yeah, the, the operation gun So it runner changed started. names multiple times. There's, right? there's probably with any big operation, you got different missions within that operation. Right. Fast and Furious was one of those operations inside of the bigger operation. op that they were running. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah, there was no Vin Diesel in this. Yeah, no. No cool cars. It wasn't truly. Unfortunately. You know, but you know, it, so it wasn't really a Fast and Furious. But you know what was Fast and Furious? What this episode? Yeah, nice and short. True. Nice Thanks and short. Point. You know, we did it because there were a couple of you in the comments that wanted to hear about it, wanted us to talk about it. So I went and I looked up some of this and put it out there for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's been uh, leaving comments and uh, you know we've been having a cool little back and forth lately. You know, it means a lot to us. You know, and if you haven't subscribed, you know, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you know, and it, share and show that you care. It's it's definitely nice to have people uh, having conversations instead of just polling and saying bullshit comments. So yeah. we appreciate that. So, yeah, come on, Lamont, go ahead and say it again, baby. Drop yeah, it one subscribe, more time. Subscribe, share and show that you care. Yeah, have a good one.